2: memory
0: and then do
1: alex if you don't agree you'll be sent to a re-education camp
2: just because i'm old doesn't mean i've lost my touch with the ladies. a lot of people here tonight
0: feel like they lost you know what
1: Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salt. I'm Cam. Gentlemen, how are we on episode 200? Oh! 200! Pew, 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 pew!
2: Really, we really should have planned something better than that.
3: Yeah. Just drop something in and post, right?
2: I mean, episode, it's, it's like that thing, the people that listen to Bear Podcast will know this, uh, you... You don't do a big special thing for a special event because the event is special enough.
1: Hmm.
2: So the fact that we got to 200 is special enough. Right. We don't need to make a big deal out no, of it. No, no. It's quite uh, cool. Yeah.
3: Yeah. 200. What's 200? We'll do another 200.
2: Whatever. So
1: so we are doing a very special episode. Oh, uh, okay. we, th- <laughs> <laughs> we thought we would do an episode about Taylor Swift and we'll get that Swifty bump. Yeah. Oh, ah, yeah. All the Swifties listening. Now, New album coming out soon? Yeah. Robo, you were saying just before you started recording, Taylor Swift massively overrated. Was that what you were saying? <laughs>
2: <it> <laughs> like that. Are we doing something intentionally antagonistic? <laughs> <laughs> we aren't. <laughs> <laughs> no, just before we were recording, I said, I think I said, Can you believe she re recorded four of her albums? Mm. Which it's something I've known but never really thought about. Yeah. And now that I've thought about it some more, that's crazy. Hmm. Yeah. But do you yeah. know the reasoning behind that, Robbo? George Soros? It, well, it was. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I mean, so the we, reasoning
3: is because she was a 15-year-old who let someone make a poor business decision for her, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So now and, and I deal with it. Deal with I it. Guess, it's the
3: fucking music industry.
2: Get over this, it. <laughs> this is why it does make it a, a special episode, because like, Taylor Swift is the current zeitgeist, much bigger than I think a lot of people realise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, boy, this one touches on a lot of topics.
1: She's definitely she's hit conspiracy world hard, but when I was thinking about Taylor Swift and conspiracies, which are, are very much of the moment, I did think that I seem to recall there being some Taylor Swift conspiracies of yesteryear that we might touch on before we get to the modern stuff mm. right? that's sort of ironic because Taylor Swift used to be a uh, like a favourite of the alt-right mm. through no fault of her own. <laughs>
2: Yeah.
1: Mm. Uh, there was a, a big thing, I don't know, maybe six years ago, seven years ago, uh, and I know like the, the caveat when talking about anything 4chan related is they're like, oh, we were just joking. I can't believe you fell for for our joke, which is really obnoxious. I know... 4chan obnoxious doesn't make sense, but it is mm. a, it is an obnoxious thing they do where they like, no, we were just we were just joking, a couple of you fell for that. They believed it. They believed mm. that Taylor Swift was on 4chan.
2: <laughs> I, I remember that that time, and yeah, that like in my mind, that's probably still true. You know, like it was sort of spoken about as oh yeah, this is a thing. Mm. And I never thought about it again. And so in my mind that's that's true. She used 4chan. So there was there was a thing
1: on 4chan where there was a person who got on 4chan and was like, uh, I'm one of the 50 most famous people in the world, you know, ask me anything, <laughs> my fellow 4chaners. And uh it was strongly implied that they were Taylor Swift through what they posted. And uh there was a few other little things that came up. There was like uh this person on 4chan would post something and it was use the same language as in a Taylor Swift Taylor Swift tweet. Uh, at one point they said, I oh, help this person said I oh, help me name my cat. Uh, whatever comes up trips will be the name I use. Trips is when uh, they look at like the little numbers that every Fortchan post has. And so if there's three numbers in a row that's trips. Mm. And uh, the one that came up trips was Meredith and then there was a story uh, Taylor Swift's cat is named Meredith. Welcome to a new cat. Uh, it was all it turned out to be all stuff that was sort of out there already. <laughs> Right. So, I think, like, the tweets were before the 4chan posts, things like that. And Moot, the head of 4chan, the admin, came out and uh, sort of debunked it. He said, look, I've checked the IP. <laughs> he said, it's definitely not Taylor Swift. Uh, but he would say that if Taylor Swift had paid him off to, wouldn't he?
2: Yeah, isn't Moot now – doesn't he work in legitimate technology? So, he's – So a
1: completely compromised intelligence asset.
2: He work, He worked for Google – so, yeah, it's straight up intelligent stuff. There's definitely not, maybe not a famous person, but oh no, Doja Cat was a 4chan person, wasn't she? Was she? I think so. Even, even if that's just another thing that I'd heard and they just imagined and they just assumed it was true. Um, there has to be at least one famous person or one famous person's kid who uses 4chan heavily, right? Or used mm. it. Like Baron Trump.
1: Oh, yeah, I could see Baron being on there.
2: Yeah, you know that dude's just spending, like, untold hours on computers, bored out of his mind. Like, of course he's going to do that.
1: Yeah, I th- I'm, I think sort of the tricky thing would be there's no, like, normal celebrity who's on there. Like a cooked celebrity, like a Baron Trump. How old's Baron Trump? I've no idea. Like 14 years old?
2: I think he might be, like, 20 now.
1: Oh, God. Um, but someone like that. Obviously, Pete Evans. Yeah,
2: Pete Evans.
1: <laughs> Pete. Well, I don't know if Pete Evans ever went on Four Chan. Pete Evans was definitely in some dark spaces on Telegram. Sure. And Pete Evans got sort of worked on as well. Uh, not that he needed a huge amount of work, but there were people that worked on him to get him to where he is now. Four Chan. He yeah. He might have jumped on like eight Chan for the Q stuff. Actually, so he probably knows his way around mm. an image board.
2: Yeah, I wonder how much like monitoring they do of all the computer use and for someone like a Baron Trump. Mm. Like, are they are they monitoring his traffic? Are they? Yeah, hard well, to say. Um, apparently, he's being called a computer whiz. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh no! But that was by Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: I think partly out of that, partly out of her being, like, a country star, she was a little bit sort of trad-coded, uh, by which I mean she had, a like, a ponytail braided. I think that's all you need to get these people inside is to have a braid,
2: right? She that's- does have a certain, like, Nazi quality to her. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I, like, you know, hey,
1: we we all see it. Yeah, well, that's what I meant by trad coated with a braid.
2: Yeah, we needed. I think we needed to be blunter than that because she's not like wearing pinafores and you know the 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 other trad coated stuff. We're not seeing her cooking a pie. Uh, It's more that she's blonde hair, blue eyed. Yeah, it looks kind of like a Nazi. (laughs)
1: There's an Aryan quality to it. Yeah, Um, yeah. So I think between that and the trad coated stuff, and then even. The reporting of her coming out when she first came out against Scooter Braun and the way that he'd sort of dudded her out of the money
3: mm. uh
1: and her, out of like the rights to her recordings. Can we when like honestly though, dudded her out of it
3: no. That's just business.
1: All right, well it's yeah <laughs> <Gee. laughs> right. we go. So, I, like, not? I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to set Robo up for this before.
2: Okay. And meanwhile, I've come out and said straight up that she looks like a giant She's Nazi. a Nazi. <laughs> Somehow that's not the worst thing.
1: <laughs> and just for the record, when the Swifties come, bear in mind, I'm the one defending her the entire time. Hey, who out of the three of us, who's been
3: and seen her alive? You? Assuming you? The salt Man.
1: Right. Was that good? It was fucking
2: great. Yeah, I imagine it'd be good. That yeah, was really, really good. I really like her music. I haven't listened to much, but I, I really like... I really like hearing the song Shake It Off. I know it's like an obvious one, but yeah. it's an enjoyable song to hear. Yeah. Um, and I like the song 22 because it was used in a Russell Westbrook highlight thing on YouTube that I watched. Yeah. Um, and it worked really well and I enjoyed seeing that. So, yeah, I'd probably like more of her music.
1: Yeah. yeah. But,
3: I mean, like, but I mean, like, I like her music.
1: music. <laughs> no, I've oh. never gone out of my way to listen to Taylor oh Swift my in my life. Jesus. Any Taylor Swift I've heard has been incidental. Mate, you are going to listen to some fucking T-Swift. Wasn't her last album kind of
3: folky? I'm not sure, but she would you know she started off as like a country gal who crossed over into like a pop gal, and then she become a bit of an edgy pop gal. Hmm. and I'm not sure where she's at now, but um yeah, I like her music. I like her music, but I, I also think you know if you're going to sign a record contract when you're a teenager that you, that your parents are signing for you or whatever, and the the contract says that you don't own the rights to your music. And then the record company that owns the rest of your music gets sold or whatever, or whatever happened, and you get offered the chance to buy your music back, which you can 100% afford, and you don't do it. That's your own
2: fault. She stated that she tried to buy her masters for years, but was not given the chance unless she signed another contract that would require her to create six more albums under the label in exchange for the masters of the first six. Right. So and then she, would you have had ownership on those new ones?
1: No. I think no. He would have still been making money off it.
2: Yeah, um,
3: that's that's music industry.
2: She uh, she said essentially my musical le- legacy is about to lie in the hands of someone who's tried to dismantle it. Um, she oh the guy Scooter Braun was involved in the Kanye West video where she was naked, um, and then she also claimed that Scooter Braun influenced Kim Kardashian. Uh, to orchestrate an eagerly re- illegally recorded snippet of Swiss phone call. It gets pretty messy, basically. It's, yeah, it's
1: and also uh, she would have to, like, sign an NDA where she would never say anything bad about Scooter Braun.
2: Yeah. So
3: there was some dodgy there was some dodgy shit going on, but the fact is she was given the chance to buy her shit and she didn't. Yeah, but
2: she would have, under the stipulations, that she would have had to keep working for the people.
3: Yeah, that's business, mate. <laughs> All right, let's
1: cut this. The
3: music but industry turned, sucks. But like, it, there's no... There's no illusion that the music industry doesn't suck but that's the that's the business she's in
2: but then it turns out she just ditched that completely and went and re-recorded it all and they all went to number one still and she won she won awards for the re-record so yeah she really jammed it up their dickholes in the air all right
3: but you know what if i've learned anything if i've learned anything from listening to the radio is that the radio will probably just still play the old versions yeah because the radio still plays the original recording of like a bunch of cold chisel songs that have been re-recorded since then and you that you can't get anywhere else but here on the radio
2: why did cold chisel re-record all their albums they did a they
3: did a whole bunch of remastering and when they remastered it like jimmy barnes recorded new vocal tracks for a whole bunch of stuff and it just sucks now um, right. but also have- when you listen to like when you put the when you, they play queen on the radio and they play like we will rock you they always play we will rock you and we are the champions back to back because they were released as like a double a-side single
1: ah right. sorry what the fuck were we talking about just before? Oh yeah. So there was this whole the there was the whole 4chan thing. There was <laughs> there's the fact that she's trad coded. Shut up, Robo. There's the fact that she's a little bit trad coded. And then there was the thing where when she first came out about the whole situation with buying her music back, uh, she name-dropped some of the companies that were involved, which included like the Soros family. And so there was a
2: Oh, it was like Taylor Taylor Swift speaks out against George Soros and yeah. all those kind of things.
1: So all of these people are like, oh, Swifty's red-pilled. And it's just like, no, these are just literally the companies that are involved in this business transaction. Mm. It's like so the Soros family and like BlackRock and some... like just.
2: She's had a history of being kind of alt-right coded or the a, a alt writer into her.
1: Yeah, well, I don't think she ever did anything to earn that. No. <laughs> no. It's just uh they were like I guess when you're like in that position you're always out on the lookout for anyone who'll be on your side.
2: Oh yeah that it, that's that's the funny thing. Like any any actor of any remote renown mentions say like Donald Trump and suddenly <laughs> they're like this is the greatest actor of all time and he's <laughs> on our side or she's on our side. Uh the lady that was uh in the Star Wars, oh, i the Mandalorian. Yep, uh, the oh, yeah, that's right. Kevin Sorbo, Rob Schneider, like these guys—they're all held up as being amazing actors in the the alt right world.
1: Oh, who was the guy in the Hunter Biden movie? Oh, Lawrence Fox.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, <laughs> He's yeah, if, so if they bad. could, if they could stake a claim in, in T Swift, uh, yeah, that would be pretty pretty big deal. So. I did read an article where they sort of say that she was mostly apolitical, like, and quite rightly so. Just just stay out of it when you're, you know, young and and really famous. Uh, but then, from sort of 2018 onwards, she started to endorse Democratic candidates. Uh, she spoke in favour of LGBT rights. Uh, that's what the article calls it, and she's been very effective for voter registration. In 2020, she endorsed Biden and the White House. Is hoping she'll endorsement twenty twenty four. So yeah, she's certainly got got a lot more political as time has gone on, or um, more openly political, and and that's obviously turned turned the alt right cookers against her.
1: Yeah, and it's like it's sort of it's not just uh, our conspiracy saying this. Like uh, presidential candidates were coming out with Taylor Swift conspiracies the other week. Who was came out with a uh, like the oh not um, not viable presidential candidates, <laughs> uh, that Vivek uh, that Vivek Ramaswamy came out uh, with a little t- T-Swift conspiracy. What did he say? It was actually quite um specific <laughs> about what he thought was going to happen. Let me just check the Hindustan Times to get up to date on Vivek Ramaswamy's. I, I wonder who's going to win the Super Bowl next month, he wrote on X.com. And I wonder if there's a major presidential endorsement coming from an artificially, culturally propped-up couple this fall. Just some wild speculation over here. Let's see how it ages over the next eight months. Oh, and that's also in reply to neo-Nazi Jack Posobiec, if you want to know how the Republican Party's going. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, and Jack Posobiec, the tweet he's replying to, is thinking about when Taylor Swift called out the Soros family in 2019 for buying the rights to her music, and then how she came out as super liberal in 2020. So... (laughs) They, they were still thinking about it.
2: Uh, Fox News also had a uh, this is a widely circulated screenshot which which did ear uh, a former FBI a former FBI agent Stuart Kaplan was giving an interview and the, the little shire on at the bottom says is Taylor Swift a Pentagon asset <laughs> and you know like Fox News I don't know it's pretty it still presents itself as a proper news show but like. Can you imagine 10 years ago if they, if they were claiming that, you know, the A, being a Pentagon asset would be a bad thing. Like, Fox News is pretty pro the military state of America. And then a celebrity being, you know, like, it's, it's just such a crazy crazy shift in how we talk about things in somewhat mainstream media now.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, the, the current mainstream Republican conspiracy is that uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey – the footballer, yep. it's all just a show Uh, because he's also, he's been in like uh, Pfizer ads for the vax, and what they think is going to happen is that uh, they've rigged the Super Bowl so that his team will win and that once they've won the Super Bowl, I guess you get a Super Bowl ring, don't you? Yep. But uh, he's going to win the Super Bowl and then he's going to propose to Taylor Swift. And then I think the idea is that in like the jubilation of the Super Bowl victory and this proposal, which is will be like the biggest celebrity proposal of all time, that Taylor Swift is then going to turn to Cameron and say, vote for Joe Biden,
2: young people thats That isn't... <laughs> that wouldn't work. <laughs> no. It's the corniest shit ever. Like, you'd just be like, no, it oh, sucks now. Also...
1: Even just this idea that she'll endorse Joe Biden, which she did do before. Yeah, she has done on the bus. But you're not going to do it. Like, she's not a cheese ball. No. And I don't know. I don't think that Taylor Swift is like a communist. <laughs> am, I, am I remembering, am I having
3: weird false memories of us talking previously about stuff to do with Taylor Swift also like being Anton LaVey's granddaughter or something?
2: Uh, yeah, we may all... have talked about that with Anton Lavey. That's that's on the list to discuss. Okay, uh, that was like a week or so ago. I think it was in the news recently.
3: Right. I yeah, thought I remember us yeah. talking. About. And also there's something about her being like a the like head witch of the Freemasons or some shit. Yeah, is that, like a thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's heaps of that stuff. Okay. But cool. I I don't I do think she's Anton Lavey's granddaughter. I don't think she's a communist. Right. But I also I don't know if like her people would be like, now is the time to endorse joe biden who is facilitating a genocide i think the swifties might not go for that
2: this is- I, if, if you're a halfway moderate and that happened because one of the big problems with and it's, it's enraging people that um she when she's at one of the games it cuts to her a couple of times and like i've seen a lot of like discussion online and memes and cartoons about like you know Taylor Swift is like I'm seeing her more than the game and I, I did see someone sort of break down how often they cut to her during an entire game and it was like four times over three hours so mm. but what's happening is people are you know they might be moderate people or, or whatever and this is kind of you know her presence at at the Super Bowl or at, at these games is enraging everyone. Like all the NFL fans, so if they, if she turned around and said, you know, did the vote Joe Biden thing at then that moment, after like, no one would be happy about that. No, mm-hmm. that is a bad move for everyone involved.
1: I, I yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it would help Joe Biden, but I also, I, I think the Swifties wouldn't go for it. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's this idea that these Swifties have no agency; that they're part of the cult of Taylor Swift. I reckon she has no control over these people other than, you know, releasing mind control banger after banger. Mm. But I think in Swifty law, like, Swifties are anti-Zionist coded themselves because of, you know, there was that story of the Taylor Swift Stan account that went to jail. Mm. Are you across this bit of Swifty law? No, no. Oh, there was, you know, because there's all these Twitter accounts that are like Taylor Swift updates and they just post Taylor Swift stuff all day every day. There was this one account, this is, this, is like, famous screenshot of this account uh, where they're like, oh, hey, guys, sorry I haven't posted for a while. I was in jail. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and, and someone replies to me, like, oh, what happened? They're like, oh, I refused to serve the IDF. Uh, and they, they're, like, hailed as the, the greatest Swifty fan account of all time. So I think that, right. like, maybe, like, the Taylor Swift fan base are not, like, up on all of the human rights issues. But I think they are, like, automatically on the side of Palestine <laughs> just because of that. Does that make yeah.
2: sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. So what you're saying is they have so little agency that they'll follow one of the top Stan accounts into into hating Israel. Contrary to what you said earlier, yeah. they have lots of agency. Is that correct?
1: No, I think that there's law. I think there's law and, uh, and
2: backstory. <laughs> okay. We um, live in a world of narratives. <laughs> so, uh her you mentioned earlier that uh, Travis Kelsey also it's not really clear how to say his name properly. There's a few I looked it up online and there's a few differing opinions.
1: Yeah, and that's not on us. He's got a fuck name. Um Yeah, and uh, but also doesn't like if we were mispronouncing Taylor Swift's name it would be a problem, it doesn't matter if we mispronounce this guy's name. Yeah.
2: So one of the
1: um, are well, the Kelsey people going to come after us? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: going to start saying Taylor Swift from now
2: on. <laughs> uh, the the so Kelsey's history of of being a a dipshit lib. Uh, he kneeled. He was one of the few white players to kneel during the anthem during the whole kneeling thing. Mm-hmm. Good boy. Um, you mentioned he promoted Pfizer, um, which I don't know if it was a full ad or it was just photos of him getting the getting the, the, the old jab. vaccine. Yep. Oh, yeah. Kind of thing. Uh, and he's also been a spokesperson or done promotions for Bud Light as well.
1: Yeah, although I think I saw that being like in the the you know the case against him, did you just crack open a Bud Light?
2: <laughs> no, well I don't know what happened to be honest. <laughs> um, I've just got a Bud Light in front of me, and who knows? let I've, I've
1: seen like in the ch- the charge sheet against Travis Kelsey, you know, promoted Bud Light. I think they're like lots Bud Light's like the major spot a major sponsor of the NFL. <laughs> or maybe of his football team. I think they sponsor a lot of football-related things for whatever reason. Who knows? But I don't think it's like a solo sponsorship just for him where he's the only one that came out and said, I'll stand with uh, Dylan Mulvaney.
2: Yeah, okay. So just this headline, after Dylan Mulvaney backlash, Bud Light releases Grunt's ad with Kansas City Chiefs Travis Kelsey.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So they did a
2: whole... uh, So when they were trying to, like, walk back, oh, actually... We are like, right, you know, red blooded Americans, and we actually hate the queers as much as you do. He was used in the uh, male focused advertising. So he was like, the face of it. Yeah. Backyard comes with Travis Kelsey. It features a football player dressed in casual summer attire, um, and they sit onto lawn chairs with grunts and groans. Some of them pop open cans of Bud Light once comfortably sprawled in their seat. Hey, that's a pretty good, good concept for an ad. The Simpsons kind of already did that already, though, didn't they?
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm i also not entirely convinced because, you know, the Dylan Mulvaney thing was like one Instagram sponsorship. Like mm. they s- sponsored one post on Instagram. I don't think it was mm. supposed to be a thing. I have a feeling that the uh, let's get football players to drink Bud Light marketing campaign may have been in
2: the works nevertheless. <laughs> no, they like, they noked out of all of that. So I, I was following it through some of the, the beer writers in, a, in America and basically, a Bud Light, well, Bud or An- Anheuser Bush, right, retracted all of that, and then went full in on all bloke marketing immediately. Like hmm. it was completely in, in relation to that. I posted a little picture from my holiday
3: last year.
2: Oh yeah, uh, for people that aren't uh, in our Discord, our private Discord, <laughs> uh, Salty's posted a photo of his hand holding a big can of Bud Light. What is that? Five hundred mil. Uh I
3: don't know, whatever the big one is. Yeah, nice. I got that yeah. my last night in America.
2: But also okay, yeah, from uh, a gas official, station.
1: official be a sponsor of the National Football League.
2: Yeah. But he was the face of, of the campaign immediately after the the Mulvaney thing. Okay. So like for for dipshit Republicans, the kneeling, the Pfizer, and the Bud Light stuff is all like and now Taylor Swift, it's like urgh,
1: urgh, you know? Mm. Yeah, they're like, uh oh, uh, oh, but they should be happy with him because it's like, I thought you d- you didn't want the transers drinking the beer. Now you've got, like, the white guy. You get, now we've got a, a macho white guy drinking it. Isn't this what you wanted?
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what they wanted. Do we want to discuss some
1: of these other Taylor Swift conspiracies?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to talk about a meme that I saw that made me lol. Mm-hmm. Uh, Actually lol? Yeah, well, maybe, yeah, possibly. Okay. Um, So it's a photo of Taylor Swift who, I guess, for people that aren't aware, is kind of famous for having breakups. Like it's like a whole thing with her. Uh, Breakup songs, breakups with, you know, bloody, bloody, blah, blah. And so it's a photo of her and then it's a photo of him and he's got the the Pfizer logo and he's got a sticker, what is that, a plaster on his arm. And it says, either way, this dude is getting his heart broken. Oh. Alluding to Taylor Swift and the side effects of the fizzy jab, which I thought was pretty clever for like the dipshits, you know, in the world of alt right memes. So it's, it's not a bad one. Mm. <laughs> okay, uh, so so uh, I'm just
1: thinking. About, along. I'm just thinking about Spotify. Put it is about to put the uh, get the real facts about the vax notice on this podcast, uh, yeah. which we which we get even when we are pro vax. Yeah, uh, salty. You alluded to the fact that. She is either the, the daughter of Anton LaVey. Or granddaughter
3: or, or something, yeah. Or the,
1: well, <laughs> they say that she's the daughter, but uh, then it's sort of that falls apart because the daughter of Anton LaVey is still alive, still out there, significantly older than Taylor Swift. <laughs>
2: is she but, releasing a string of bangers, though?
1: No, I don't think so. Taylor All Swift right. does bear a resemblance to her in the sense that they both have like a braid in their hair, blonde women with braids. <laughs> yep. So, I did see it sort of pivot into, well, obviously it's not her. She's just a clone.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: it's like, why have we cloned anne Leve's daughter who left the Church of Satan to become a Buddhist? What is that achieving?
2: Well, you'd, you'd, you'd clone it and you'd rearrange a couple of the genes. You'd take out the Buddhist gene and then you'd you know slice in a goat gene and hope it comes out bitter.
1: I also saw Taylor Swift, uh, so on the day that Jeffrey Epstein died, if you're so gullible as to believe that, there was a story that Taylor Swift was drinking at the club and got a little bit, bit tipsy. And I saw this was presented as, what are the odds that on the day that Jeffrey Epstein dies, this story comes out that it's clearly designed to, to distract us from Jeffrey Epstein's death. And I have to say, I don't
2: think it worked. <laughs> Hang on. So the, it wasn't that she was celebrating. It was no, she no. went out, she, a, hey, we need cover to cover up. Right.
1: <laughs> They're like, we need to get people talking about anything besides Jeffrey Epstein. Taylor, the magnums are on us at the old uh, VIP room. The magnums the, of champagne, not the bloody delicious almond magnums.
2: <laughs> you into almond as your go-to Magnum flavour? Not yeah,
1: not a decadent double caramel Magnum.
2: Yeah, right. right, yeah. I'm um, a plain Magnum guy. I like the um, I like the is it, is it passion fruit white chocolate ones? Yeah, right. Yeah, I like. The, I, I, I like anything. So I call
3: the uh, the aloof special.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like a fruit and a white chocolate combined. Right like a boysenberry. Oh, boysenberry. Fuck yeah. that's Boysenberry is the best flavor of ice cream. Yeah.
3: I made, I remember I wrote a social media post and I can't find it now. Years ago about, that I thought was hilarious. It was a Taylor Swift related one and I, I can't find it now. Maybe I, have maybe I deleted it. I don't think I did. Or uh, well maybe I didn't post it where I think I posted it, but it was somewhere along the lines of, I wouldn't be something like I wouldn't be worried about dating Taylor Swift or I wouldn't be worried about breaking up with Taylor Swift because it was something like Fat Man Unimpressive Penis doesn't make a very good song title.
2: <laughs> something like that. At the time I thought it was yeah. fucking hilarious. A little bit self deprecating there. Yeah. Uh do you want to hear some other Taylor Swift?
1: Hang on. I just wanna I'll just note that I tried to find Salty's Taylor Swift tweet. And
2: that's yeah. just
3: all me going, Oh my god, I got Taylor <laughs> Swift tickets <laughs>
1: All <laughs> perhaps got oh tickets, OMG, 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 <laughs> OMG, OMG, OMG. <laughs> hashtag excited.
3: And then there's a reply to that like where someone says, Salty, you are, what does he say? Salty, you are a fantastically eclectic individual. <laughs> uh,
2: you did say to someone, Taylor Swift, man, she's red as.
3: Yeah. Mate, I love Taylor Swift. There
2: you go. This didn't is really all like 2010. Swifty.
3: 2010,
2: 2012, I In 2012, you also said that someone seem, in Eurovision seems a bit like a Euro Taylor Swift. Right. There you go. You've been on the Taylor Swift train for over a decade. Yeah,
1: mate. May 12, 2010, most metal side of the day, me driving along the Bruce Highway this afternoon, singing to Taylor Swift at the top of my lungs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Man, using, using Twitter back then was so much more enjoyable. <laughs> it's just a more innocent time, you know. It was a more recent I could time. just you be
0: could, like,
3: hey, look at my new coffee mug. By the way, have you heard the new Taylor Swift song? You couldn't you couldn't post that now
2: because of woke. No. Nah. Woke will come and get you.
1: Um, some more Taylor Swift conspiracies. Mm-hmm. You know, besides obviously covering up the Epstein affair. Uh what did I see? Oh, I did see um So I was going back through like old R Conspiracy because like the new R Conspiracy even on R Conspiracy, they're getting sick of it. Because it's like it's confected Republican talking points. I think at a certain point, even though they don't mind that, at a certain point they're like, "This is not <laughs> that helpful." <laughs> what are, like what are you talking about? That they're going to rig the Super Bowl to get Joe Biden elected? Like even for us, that's stupid. I did see someone talking about Taylor Swift and compared her to Michael Jackson, mm. uh, who and Prince. Who they took MJ and Prince out. Michael Jackson was, like, starting to record songs about, like, the environment and stuff, so they had to kill him. Uh, And some of his songs were, like, too positive, so they're like, we can't be having that. And then Prince, they're like, oh, because he went against his record company. So I think they were trying, sort of trying to say this is what's going to happen to Taylor Swift soon because she went against her record company. But they're like, he went against his record company when he started calling himself the artist formerly known as Prince, Mm -hmm. and so they took him out. Uh, I was like, didn't he die not that long ago? Yeah. <laughs> and then he started calling himself the artist formerly known as Prince a long, long time ago. ago. It, it was 23 years between him doing that and them killing him. That just shows they're playing the long game. Yeah. So he went
3: for, Did he... Just help me out with the timeline here because I'm a little confused. He was like Prince. Then was he like the symbol? And then he was the artist formerly known as Prince?
1: Yeah. I think it, he was Prince and then from... This is based entirely on... Me remembering 1993 and reading conspiracies about it just now, I think that to get out of like a record deal, he started using the symbol. Right. And then he was like, oh, you know what? I could call myself the artist formerly known as Prince so that people know who the fuck I am. Yeah. (laughs) And still be out of my record deal. Right. And then 23 years after he did that, they took him out.
2: All right.
3: Little tip there for Taylor Swift. Mm. Just fucking change your name, mate. Get out of your shit record deal.
2: Yeah. There was a, a funny episode of uh, Muppet Tonight where, <laughs> when he was the symbol. Yeah. And, like, he walks in and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm here to be on the show. Like, oh, what's your name? And he just shows them the symbol. And he's like, oh, how would you get that picture of my mother? <laughs> 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 and, like, that kind of becomes a running joke throughout the whole episode. It was, right. I, I might see if I can find that. That was really funny.
1: Uh, but the main bit of Taylor Swift conspiracy content that I consumed for this Ooh. was uh, a Miles Mathis PDF.
2: Right. Uh, can you remind uh, long-term listeners about Miles Mathis? We haven't talked short Ma- yeah, listeners.
1: We haven't talked about Miles Mathis for a while. Miles Mathis is a prolific PDF producer, and what you need to know about these PDFs is some of them are so long that if you printed them, you'd be like, "Hang on, is this a PDF or a book or- what?" So he put out a, a piece on Taylor Swift in 2015 uh, called "Blank Space." Uh, His whole thing is that, like, everyone's involved in the intelligence industry. And so Taylor Swift is clearly an intelligence asset. Uh, One of the big red flags for him is that she attended the Windcroft School in Pennsylvania, uh, which is an offshoot of the Hill School. I'm reading now from the PDF slash book. One of the 10 top Eastern prep schools that also include Choate, Deerfield, Phillips Exeter and Hotchkiss. And he compares that to uh, Catcher in the Rye. So, J.D. Salinger uh, attended a school like that. Holden Caulfield, the main character of Catcher in the Rye, attended a school like that. And uh, he reckons Catcher in the Rye was designed to uh, you know, show up those schools so that people would understand that they're a breeding ground for intelligence assets. Right. And that is why so many killers have a copy of Catcher in the Rye. Because the intelligence community could not be having that, so they had to strike back. And obviously the most famous example would be the, uh, the murder of John Lennon by Mark Chapman, where he had a catcher in the rye in his back pocket. Uh, they couldn't have all of this anti-prep school propaganda gaining steam, so they needed to associate it with the murder of celebrities. Right. You say right like that doesn't make perfect sense. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: it makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, I think um he might have missed some of the appeal of uh, Catcher in the Rye.
2: Have you read not, Catcher in the Rye, Cam?
1: Uh, not recently, but uh, mm. uh, as a you know, as a, a youth, mm. it's not really about a uh, intelligence. It's more about all these no. fucking. It's about all these fucking phonies. <laughs> it's that's,
2: about all these phonies. That's
1: the appeal. No one likes a phony. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um. But uh,
1: yeah, Taylor Swift might as well be wearing a CIA sandwich board and ringing a bell for all of the obviousness of her intelligence assetry. Hmm. But uh, he, he then goes on to analyze a lot of the lyrics. And so, like, he looks at uh, Shake It Off, which is about how, don't worry about the past. For example, you know, like how the Vietnam War started. Just uh, get down to this sick beat. Just listen to the music. Also, all of her music is like a, a little machiney uh, not a full big bands like Fleetwood Mac, who I mm. think surely also there has to be a Miles Mathis Fleetwood Mac or intelligence assets thing, right? Mm. <laughs> like all of those yeah. bands we've talked about. uh, you know the CIA
2: and rock music before, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The the amount of drugs and turmoil in Fleetwood Mac. If you're a CIA person, and you want to get an, a rock band on your side. Just you start feeding one of them drugs.
1: Yeah. Uh, the the examples he gives of uh, music with real people, Chicago, Steely Dan, Seals and Crofts, or even Fleetwood Mac. But yeah, the, uh, the way they've done this music is it's the best way to hypnotize the young people because it gets right into your limbics.
2: I like how he's just gone for the safest yacht rock collection he can find. It's like, this is real music.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's, it's just, I mean, not I, I enjoy listening to songs from all those bands, but. Yeah, I wouldn't call it cutting-edge real music. No. Mm-hmm.
1: But also uh, he goes through all of her known bows at the time. Jake Gyllenhaal, Joe Jonas, John Mayer, Harry Styles, Connor Kennedy, Taylor Lautner, Zac Efron, Corey Monteith, Eddie Raymond, Eddie Ra- Redmayne and Lucas Till. And uh, even he knows all gay. <laughs> is gaydar's pinging. Right, all of them. All of them, every single one. And he says that he's got nothing against gays. If these guys are gay, that's fine with me. doesn't bother me a bit, but it does bother him that we're being lied to.
2: If if I was that good at like realising if a man is gay or not, as this guy clearly is, I'd be really annoyed because I'd be like, well, man, I've got this talent that I just can't use <laughs> yeah. to my advantage because I'm not gay.
1: And then this is the final thing I'll say about this. This is all just fairly standard stuff, but... Uh, mm. He then extrapolates from there. So, if John Mayer is gay, then that means that John Mayer, who had a hugely publicised alleged affair with Jennifer Aniston, that must also have been a uh, situation where Jennifer Aniston was a bit. So, he goes into a uh, whole side th- project on Jennifer Aniston, where he does reveal that he's watched every episode of Friends, except for season 10, 50 times. Which seems well- to me to be excessive. <laughs>
2: What happened in season ten? Is that the final season? Friends, ten season. Yeah, he he just couldn't bear to let it go. Right. No. Ten seasons. There you go, man. That's a lot of. How many episodes in a season? Like that's forty like, or something. Uh, I think they get up to like twenty, like a
1: standard twenty-two ep-
2: season. Twenty-four between twenty-four and twenty-five. For all of them, except for uh, season 10, which only had 18. Hmm. Yeah, right. Man. So he oh. watched nine times 24, times 50 times. 50. Jesus.
1: Mm. Now, I think that Friends is probably quite
2: rewatchable.
1: Mm-hmm. But is it 50 times re-watchable?
2: <laughs> it depends how much bloody weed you smoke, and I imagine... Mm. if you were smashing down some some edibles just is out your brain for a bit yeah absolutely if you're doing it like a psychopath who's just written a 40 page PDF <laughs> maybe not oh, yeah
1: 50 times nine oh, I, I, I was gonna do it I gave up times 25 is eleven thousand two hundred fifty times what are they 20 30 minutes long. He's watching them on... This guy doesn't... isn't watching DVDs.
2: Well, I mean, sometimes he's going to pause and go make a drink and go to the bathroom. So let's make it 30. Yeah, I'll say 30. So that's
1: uh, 337,500 minutes divided by 60. That's 5,625 hours divided by 24. That's 234 full days. (laughs) It's not even a year. When did... And Friends finished in... Like 2003, 2004?
2: 2003. He's written. 2004, it. sorry. But he yeah. didn't watch season 10, so 2003, yeah. Yeah. Did he I watch mean, season 10 and, and then just not rewatch it? Is that what he's saying?
1: Yeah. He, well, he says that he's watched it. So yeah, okay. we can add on 25 times 30. Oh, times 18. Anyway.
2: This friend's math is way too complicated.
1: <laughs> well, he's a math guy, if you'll recall. But uh-huh. 2, 234 full days. Of his life has been spent watching Friends. Mm. How has he had time to pursue his PDF writing career?
2: Yeah. I'm assuming ADHD medication mm. or some sort of speed. I would wager. Um, so I watched this guy called Jason Miller, Truth and Stuff. Mm-hmm. You guys ever come across this guy?
1: I feel like we may have talked about him before. Yeah, it sounds is- familiar. Did the Tay- Tay Swift stuff come under the truth or under the stuff?
2: Uh, I think it's all, all combined. Um, he's on Brighteon, and he's exclusively on Brighteon. And his, he's got a 10-minute video called Why Taylor Swift. And in that video, he says, oh, I'm going to stay on Brighteon. Uh, I'm not going to post on those other ones, even though I might get more viewers. And then he spends, I'd say, two minutes mentioning other social media platforms he could be posting on. I'm not going to post on X, Rumble, Telegram, Twitter. What's that other one? TikTok. And he and then he just forgets some. And then uh, seriously, two minutes of him just naming things that he's not going to do. Uh, I didn't even make it through the video. I went down to the one comment from Connie Joe, who says, "Taking some public speaking, articulation, diction courses should be on your agenda." <laughs> Best wishes. <laughs> <laughs> Think he's got rinsed for uh he's, he's he's think he's gonna give up doing it because he doesn't get the audience. Uh that's all I got out of Buddy, Jason Miller. I didn't even get the truth or the stuff. Well, most mm. of the stuff I guess. Um there's a lot of conspiracies around Taylor Swift doing witchcraft at concerts. because, um, she, you know, she does one with like hooded robes and does like a I don't know, a, a mock kind of um woodland séance kind of thing but nothing that's really you know meaningful it's just all for show and it, it looks pretty fun mm. i think there was a snake in the background of her one of her concerts recently as well and but all that stuff you know that that gets christian america really like jazzed up so someone started a petition um urge taylor swift to stop promoting witchcraft amid exorcist's warning so an exorcist warned that she's going to unleash some demons so don't go to her show
3: you know what got me jazzed up at her show Mm. There was this one bit where there must have been a little trapdoor in the stage. Oh yeah. And it like, she sprung up out of it, like on a springboard. Oh yeah. Boing. And landed yeah. back on the stage. So good. Yeah.
2: There's been some, like a video of uh, Psy. Remember the Korean rapper Psy? Yeah. Yeah. Well. yeah, yeah. He, of him doing that. Um, yeah. and it, show, it shows you from underneath the stage and then it follows it right through. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, any, any musician doing that. Great.
3: Yeah. Also, a slow rise up from under the stage, like Slash.
0: Yeah.
2: Brilliant. Absolutely. Any yeah, Anything rising up or going underneath the stage, whether it's uh, wrestling or yep. rock stadium concerts.
3: I went to see Velvet Revolver in Brisbane just because I wanted to see Slash live and I don't really care that much for Guns N' Roses. <laughs> um, it was a great show. and at- <laughs> It's
2: funny that you chose Velvet Revolver. <laughs> well, that's, that's just, just that. what was
3: there. That's what was touring. <laughs> yeah. Um, It's not like my choices were I could go to Guns N' Roses or Velvet Revolver. It's just that Velvet Revolver was touring and I was like, oh yeah, Slash is cool. And at that concert, I'm pretty sure his first appearance on stage was up out of under the stage. He rose up on a riser.
2: Yeah, that's sick. That's
3: like, that must be in his fucking rider, his his technical rider.
2: What's the ACDC one where um, Angus walks out on this like platform crane thing and it lifts him up above the crowd and he does a fucking sick solo? Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's so good. It's like a, thats cool. Though it's like, and I think he, then he walks back and then he just keeps the solo going and then just runs back out again. Right. Goes for like 10 minutes. I think it's maybe let there be rock. Okay. I'll look it up. It's sick. It's yeah. So good. I also it's enjoyed like the sort of thing you'd do if you were letting there be rock. Oh, there was so much rock.
3: <laughs> I also enjoyed, I, I went to Kiss's first farewell tour in t- 2001.
1: Yeah. First? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah.
3: It was 2001. I went to Carrara Stadium on the Gold Coast to see them. And there's a there's a bit where Paul Stanley like puts his big platform boot on a like a little foot flying fox and like flies out over a cable to the middle of the stage where there's a big platform and like does part of a song out on that and then zips back, ziplines back to the stage. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool.
1: Can I re record um, my Psy response? So I sound less basic. No, that's <laughs> good. Can I be like, oh it's Psy, uh, from that that featuring sugar of BTS?
3: You want to make a more relevant, like a more recent
2: reference? No, I don't really. (laughs) Moving on. Um, Just some other concerns. Salty's
1: never going to listen to this, so it's only Robber that'll know that I actually did edit that back in.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The the Kanye West thing where he came out and said that Beyonce had the best video clip of all time, Uh, that was a humiliation ritual, which I'm sure we've probably talked about in the past. Mm. And then, like, the next time she came back, um in public or like the next video clip she did she was all dressed in red and so she was humiliated uh to be indoctrinated into the satanic cabal Where now she's then dressed in red to show it all Uh,
1: of course
2: yeah um i did see something funny that was like if you show someone if you tell someone in 2009 that the far right loves one of these artists and the far left loves the other (laughs) That's Kanye Weston and, oh, and Taylor Swift—they'd be very confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I also watched some Candace Owens, who I've never really watched before, uh, but she's a, a alt-right. Uh, I don't know what's, what's her job. YouTube stuff, talking yeah. head. I don't know. She seemed to be. Uh, was she on the news at some point? Yeah, she was a Fox News talking head. Yeah, right. Um, she was talking about how comedy relates to all this, um, and and Taylor Swift. I think so, Joe Coy, the comedian, made a, a comment about all the shots of Taylor Swift at the, the gridiron that I mentioned earlier. Um, at Joe Coy was the host of one of the, the award shows, and she didn't react at all. Like she just cuts to her, and she's not even really—I don't know—it doesn't even look like she heard it. Like there's just no reaction. And Candace Owens like, wow, she's so angry. She's the model for woke culture. <laughs> uh, and then to show. Candace Owens' appreciation of good comedy that's not woke. She showed a TikTok of someone saying how to name your Asian baby, and they're throwing a, um, yeah, a pop that. down the stairs, and it goes dong, 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 and then the the guy does a um, like Uncle Roger style voice and goes ching chong, ching chong. Yep. Um, she's like, that is objectively funny. And it's, I don't think it is. Like objectively, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have an example of anything, but then she. Um, Shows another comedian. Oh, she shows another comedian about like a bad comedian making a bad joke, and and it's woke comedian. She's like, and then you know we've got unwoke comedians like Bill Burr, and she shows Bill Burr just you know he threads that needle of racism really well and tells really good jokes. Um, and she's like, you know, this Bill Burr gets cancelled over these jokes, and you know we don't get humor anymore. But Bill Burr is like the biggest comedian in the world. <laughs> like he's got multiple specials. You know, every year there's like fucking five Bill Burr specials. Yeah. Uh, to the point where he's just making the same jokes again. Uh, so he hasn't been cancelled at all. Her, like, her example of unwoke comedy being cancelled is. Anyway, she's That's mad. That, he hasn't whipped his dick out of anyone, though, right? No, I, I get don't. get cancelled. Yeah, it will get you cancelled. Even then, old mates selling out stadiums again. Yeah. He can't get cancelled as a comedian, despite, and Bill Burr is guilty of this doing entire specials about how easy it is to get cancelled as a comedian. (laughs) Remember that, like, two or three years where every comedy special was like, oh, we can't say anything more. Oh, we're going to get cancelled. Just tell a fucking joke, funny man.
1: We might still be in those two to three years, I think.
2: Oh, it's so exhausting. Anyway, Candace Owens, uh, it was real garbage content. I don't know. Uh, I don't get it. Uh, Yeah, that's about all I got. Should we do some news? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, by the way, all of this, we should probably acknowledge that by the time this comes out, the Super Bowl would have happened and something could either be really big or not at all. So, <laughs> wait, when's the Super Bowl? Next week, next, next week. Monday. This will be out before next Monday. All right. Have a little faith. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Let's go right. some news. All right. Uh,
1: news. Oh, we've got lots of old news here. Uh, Just flip through it. I've got a Law and Order propaganda update go you know we've talked about the propaganda in the new law and order uh there was a there was a legal weed store in one episode (laughs) and they like really threaded the needle of what everything i was talking about propaganda in law and order the other day uh they're looking at it and i think someone got shot outside the weed store and they're like uh is it remember the old days when it wasn't legal But they're, like, trying to say that that was both good and bad at the same time. That's all I got. Mm. (laughs) They're, like, remember the old days? And they're sort of, like, when it was good. And the other one's, like, when it was bad. (laughs) Anyway, um, my only other Law & Order updates are I have noticed that in the new episodes, every criminal is wearing, like, a surgical mask. Which sort Uh. of makes sense that if you're going to do crime in New York City in the age of the coronavirus – you would have a mask on, but
2: it's also, like... A little bit anti-masky stuff, (laughs) A little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And my only other update is I did skip ahead and watched the most recent Law & Order, the start of the season, Mm -hmm. which opens with the dean of a university, uh, of Hudson University, which is, like, Harvard in Law & Order universe. Mm. He's walking past, like, anti-Israel graffiti, and talking on the phone to his wife about the plagiarism scandal that he's currently facing, and he gets stabbed by Antifas. Right. (laughs) So, propaganda, who's to say? Mm. Uh, We've got a story here. A guy in uh, Quebec who had posted, I think, a little bit about how all of the wildfires were like a government operation, and it's all being done. A lot of conspiracy stuff about wildfires. The stuff where, like, nothing blue got set on fire and all that kind of shit? That was, like, the Hawaii ones. This guy was Uh, posting about, like, wildfires a bit closer to home. I think it it was just the government was doing it. And it was all to, like, make you believe in climate change. Now, that's one thing to post that. I'll allow it. No, I won't. But he should have known that that's not what was happening because he set a bunch of the fires. (laughs) So I think that's not on. I deny him his bag. Uh, Let's see. What else have we got?
2: Just quickly before we move on, uh, Emma asked me why you keep saying, what does that mean about denying or giving someone the bag?
1: What does it mean to give someone the bag? Yeah. Um, That I will allow them to profit from it.
2: Mm. Sometimes we also cross over into making cocaine jokes as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, But, you know, someone gets
2: that bag. Yeah. Modern hip-hop terminology.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm famous
2: for. Yep. Cool. Just just wanted to clarify that for any other listeners who had the same question.
1: I think... Alice Big is, bag uh, of money. Listeners are generally pretty cool. And or drunk. Cool kids. Are you saying Emma's not cool? <laughs> uh, what else have we got? <laughs> oh, interesting. Uh, woke Free Beer Venture in Georgia earned an F rating with the Better Business Bureau. What was
2: wrong with the the Woke Free beer, Robbo? Uh, The guy never really had a plan for it. He started a company to sell Woke woke Free beer (laughs) um, and then he needed to work out how to get that beer made and shipped to people, uh, which is really hard in the US because every state has different shipping laws around alcohol. Uh, No one wanted a brewer's beer and making beer is both expensive and annoying Uh, so it didn't work out very well for him and people weren't getting their beer, but then people like they paid an exorbitant amount, like 50 bucks for a four pack, 50 bucks US for a four pack. Didn't turn up for ages, didn't turn up for ages. And it finally turned up and the people in the interviewed in this article saying how annoying it was. are still like, Oh, we'll still support him because he's doing the right thing. You can just shovel garbage into these people's Mm. anything. And they just happy to accept it, even though they know it's garbage. It's so weird. What were the name of his beers? Anything super problematic? Uh, nah. Just like, what? Uh, what was it? Ultra right beer. Right. Yeah, great. Yeah. I feel like um,
1: no homo Indian pale ale. Yeah. <laughs> like this guy's clearly not being paying into, any attention to the beer industry. If he's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's a there's a gap in the market for beer that's not woke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh do we have a Bigfoot theme song? Oh fuck!
2: We don't. I thought we did. No, we have a we've got a big the, cat theme song. We've got a big cat theme. We've got a lot of monster big. I don't think I've ever done a big foot one. No. Could
1: you just redo the big cat instead of it's a, it was a big
2: cat? It was a mm. big foot cat. No, you're thinking of monster mash. That wasn't. What's the song? Oh, for, for the, the big, big cat, cat? on um, <laughs> yeah is um, <laughs> you can leave your hat on. You've got a big cat on film. Do 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 do. <laughs> uh, all right. I sang it in the style of Joe Cocker, obviously. Huge Bigfoot news. Mm. Oh, next time we have Bigfoot news, I will have a Bigfoot song. Cool.
0: Well,
1: will there be any more Bigfoot news? Because a study has found that where there are Bigfoot sightings, it does correlate quite strongly to there being black bear populations. Ah. Mm. In conclusion, if Bigfoot is there, it could be a bear. That's the quote. It
2: <laughs> mm. oh, rhymes too. Or. Bigfoot knows it's easy to camouflage itself around bears. Yeah. So it hangs out, you know, like, yeah. if you want to hide yourself, you don't, you go into a crowd. You don't go into a sparsely populated area. Yeah. You know, you don't stand in the middle of a field trying to hide. Hide in plain this, sight, mate. Yeah. And final bit of news. Man, you've glossed over. A, can, I, can I just quickly <sighs> run through some news that I want to mention? Yeah, go on. They, they won't be long. Um... Just the jellyfish alien that's going around. Oh. There's a lot of talk about Um, it looks like a, a bird shit on a, a lens. And everyone's like, oh, it's, it looks like a jellyfish flying across the screen. And everyone's like, well, you can't see a smudge on a lens at all because uh, of the way that focal lengths work and all that. Mm. But uh, there's a skating video recently where someone's board hit the lens and scratched it, and you could see it clearly yeah. in the lens. I mean, the if, you, if
3: you get a bit of dust on your lens... Or on the sensor of your camera, you can 100% see it in photos.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you have to keep
3: um, the sensor clean.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, and it was weird always, like people were arguing, like, you know, this is, you know, I've chased all these focal lengths, but it's like, well, I've seen that happen and it happened. So, mm. um, the other one, uh, which I'd like to talk about another episode when I can find more information, is Salt Bay uses lookalikes at his restaurant. Right. Uh, when he comes out and does this little thing.
3: Uh, is that where it costs you an extra $7,000 to get your steak?
2: Huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I watch a lot of those videos of him, um, so I'm going to be looking at his ears to see if they're different or whatever you do. Um, I think that is it. Yeah, that, that's just the ones that I wanted to mention.
1: All right. Well, our final bit of news is uh, they reckon they know what the Foo Fighters are.
2: Oh, The band? Dave Grohl. The rock Dave, band?
1: <laughs> it's Dave, yeah, it's Dave Grohl's post-Nirvana band, right? Yeah. No, the Foo yeah. Fighters from World War Two. Oh, yeah. Oh What are they, Robbo?
2: Um, I read this. Yeah, I didn't fucking understand it, to be honest. Um, Fast-moving blobs, mm. where, like, it's actually a thing I that think they've they,
1: seen. Yeah. So the a new paper suggests, this is from the NZ Herald, suggests that phenomena are in fact plasmas or ionized gases, which are drawn to the electrical charge of aircraft, spacecraft and satellites. Yeah, that's just a thing, right?
3: Yeah. Is that, is that not what St. Elmo's fire is? Uh, I guess it's similar to that, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I guess they're flying around and they're like, what's this bloody blob, moving blob following us? And it's just a bit of electromagnetism. You just need to
3: de-gauss your plane, mate. Yeah. I remember doing the- um... Remember old monitors when you hit that de-gauss button and they'd go, clink, and the whole screen would go, clink. Remember that? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. The
2: yeah. old CRT monitors?
1: Yeah. I, re- I remember uh, going to a museum and seeing that. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> Fucking Burned. <laughs> Um, I remember when we did that episode, or we talked oh, about Foo not, Fighters. I remember that. <laughs> uh, my whole theory was they're just seeing reflections, right? Uh, and they've just, you know, you're all, you're all twisted up, you're confused. There's lots of, but turns out I was wrong. There is actually stuff out there.
3: Yeah. Can I just insert one quick little thing? This is like not a relevant, a, re- a recent thing, but talking about seeing reflections and stuff. Hmm. I've just been like, I've been poking around on Trove looking at some archival newspapers mm-hmm. for something. I'll tell you guys off air, mm-hmm. but um, I've just seen an article from the Adelaide advertiser dated Monday, the 11th of January, 1954. And the the title of the article is flying ghosts. It says, Adelaide people who reported citing flying sources during the weekend need not feel that they were merely seeing things. Their reports fit into the pattern, which is still confused, but definitely emerging. Saucer reports have been a lively topic of speculation since they first arose in the US seven years ago. The agile American imagination, alerted by comic strips, pictured them as space vessels manned by little men from Mars or Venus. This theory was trounced by eminent scientists on both sides of the Atlantic. It was pointed out that there were many natural phenomena, mock suns and fireballs, for instance, which were sufficiently far from the normal range of most people's experience to give rise to wonderment. A Harvard professor says sources, quote, are real, as real as rainbows. The tricks of light, optical ghosts or displaced images caused by the reflection of light, refraction of light on warm air from some sources, commonplace as a motor car's headlights. This scarcely explains the appearance of sources in broad daylight, but it does leave room for a lot of fascinating speculation.
2: Isn't that cool? Jesus, that's really cool. 1954
3: Adelaide, Adelaide Advertiser, Ooh. talking about UFOs. Does When was
2: the Summerton Man found?
3: Uh, I'm not sure, I can't remember.
2: 1848. I don't know, same, you know. A few years later? <laughs> yeah.
3: That's a bit bit of wool. There's also a couple of ads on the page of this newspaper. One of them is, to relieve nervous tension, take Persomnia, the safe sedative. And then a bit bit lower, for nerves or insomnia, take Persomnia, the safe sedative. And then there's an ad for a fly spray that says, lay them low with death blow. (laughs) Perfumed fly spray, it's
2: safe and certain. How safe do you think it was in 1954? Lay 'em low with death blow sounds like a um, a Body Count prestige band <laughs> would do. <laughs> like yeah, that's why like they come out, like, lay 'em low, <laughs> death blow. Yep. And you're like, oof, this is kind of cool, yeah. but it's a little bit ripping off Body Count. Yeah.
1: Anyway, All right. we are definitely going to start a band that is just singing ads from 1950s <laughs> adelaide, <laughs> adelaide advertiser yeah yeah all right uh that's the it? show yeah swifties if anything has enraged you today you can find robo at a specific location he's easy to find his physical location it's so simple the only <laughs> trick is you got to get out to westport what's this what's going on here is this it are you it? It you what's happening Luke not, doesn't like to
3: dox himself on the podcast. I'm not fully. Anymore, I,
1: no, that I know that. So I'm not fully doxing him. I'm just saying um, if you want I've, to, if you want not, to get him, he's easy to find. Easy to find.
2: Not not anymore, salty. I don't think I ever did. Don't go back and listen to previous <laughs> episode. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Uh, don't. Yeah, don't find me anywhere. I'm not doing anything at the moment, salty.
3: Um, you know what? My I've, I've got a new website. I think I talked about it previously. artbysalt.com. You find my stuff there. I post some art and some uh, tutorials and some videos and stuff of what I've been
2: up to. Mm-hmm. And I sent someone your way the other day, but I, I assume they didn't get in touch. No one's got in touch.
1: Yeah. And just bearing in mind that I was the only one that defended Taylor Swift at every possible moment. Um, so I'm
3: the only one that's been to see a concert and tweeted feverishly about <laughs> her in the early 2010s.
1: OMG! 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 Yep. Uh, you can find me on Blue Sky and Mastodon at Sexenheimer and all of them. You, um, can, you can still find me on X. I did just see looking at X though. I was promoted a, a Twitter space. Um, donate to build a gas chamber to continue Hitler's work was the name of the Twitter space. Jesus Christ! I've, Stop using X, dickheads. I might <laughs> suggest that. Uh, X.com has gone slightly downhill.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's a fucking Nazi site run by a Nazi. Why are we? All still, why are people still hanging out there? Um, just want to also, to Swifties still listening, Cam tweeted uh, lo- earlier, or last year, sorry, something went wrong on the Ticketek site and somehow I've got 50 tickets to Taylor Swift. I'm going to look very silly sitting alone in a big, patch of stadium. Uh, intentionally trying to enrage and troll Taylor Swift fans, which is really interesting. Anything to say for yourself? <laughs>
1: There's a lot of talk about how uh, motivated and malicious the Swifty people are, but I never found that. Like, they never came for me. I guess because I was so unproblematic. I was such an unproblematic fave in other ways.
2: They, they're like a schoolyard bully and they, they looked at you and went, he's not worth it. He's not worth it. Baby. All right. That is our show. That is our 200th show.
3: Hey, thanks everyone for sticking with us. If you've been here from the start, if you're new, Thanks for
1: joining us. And also, thank you to Tammy on the Patreon, which we also have.
3: <laughs> yeah, thank you for the Patreon, by the way. Alrighty. Thank you. Thanks, Tammy. Thanks, everyone.
1: Hooroo,
0: Thanks. folks. Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. Maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind-altering drugs Don't worry about a thing Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation In which to disarm Australia I said don't worry about a thing I accept You can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul of strawberry fields forever. Ooh, don't worry about a thing, except not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see them. Why don't you open your eyes?